Have you ever experienced a time in your life that made you feel so ashamed that you found yourself actively avoiding people or situations to hide it? I understand because I lived that way for many years. For decades, I bore the heavy burden of abandonment, defining my self-worth around the narrative of a wounded child. Over time, I reframed my story from one of shame to one of tenacity and courage. At Storyteller, we believe that every woman's story is a journey of resilience, a wellspring of insightful wisdom, and an endless source of inspiration. Each episode features remarkable women from all walks of life, each with their own unique and powerful narrative. We'll explore their triumphs, their challenges, and the invaluable lessons they've learned along the way. Whether you're looking for a dose of motivation, a heartfelt connection, or simply a moment of reflection, Storyteller is here to be your companion on this extraordinary journey. So grab your favorite beverage, cozy up on our virtual couch, and let's embark with a deep connecting conversation with your new best friend. I'm your host, Deborah Keevan, and this is the Storyteller Podcast. Today's Storyteller guest is Megan Weishapul. After 13 seemingly successful years climbing the corporate ladder, Megan realized her ladder was leaning on the wrong building. She took a risk, became a corporate refugee, and launched a coaching business. She became a certified life coach and a director of coaching for Your Virtual Upline. Megan helps working moms learn how to put themselves first and break the need to be and do all curse. Through coaching and speaking, she guides women to step into their greatness. She focuses on releasing the self-imposed obligation to people-please and overcome the imposter syndrome by creating confidence in being yourself authentically. She's the best-selling author of The Selfish Hour, lives in East Norton, PA with her husband, Nick, and their two spunky daughters, Cody and Devney. She loves a good cup of coffee, laughing until it hurts, friends reruns, and beginning her day on the Peloton. Thank you so much for being here, Megan. I am so excited. Thank you for having me. I um, am so excited for our listeners to, to get to know you this morning. So I have a question for you. How have you navigated a story or belief that was imposed on you by your family, society, or culture that you really struggled with or been challenged by? Oh, you know this. This is my story. And it's interesting because it doesn't really answer your question because you said imposed by a family member, culture, environment. I created my own stories in my head. One that I created was. When I was in the fifth grade, I created the story that I must be stupid because I was pulled out of class to go into special reading one week, speech therapy one week. And so in fifth grade, I was 11 years old. I created the story that I must be stupid. I must be stupid. I can't keep up with my friends. And I created this story and I told it to myself so much that it, not only felt like it became a belief, like it was a fact, but it felt like it was in my DNA. Like that was how God created me. Like that, I'm just a stupid person. And I carried that on through my life. 
I didn't even realize that it was a story until I was about 35 years old and went through my selfish hour and really started to do some introspective work on myself. But that was one that came about. And as I did this work, I realized that I also had another story, which was created in my environment of having a father who was an alcoholic and the chaos that that caused in our household, but didn't feel like chaos during it. But when you look back on it, now that I'm older, I was like, oh, that was chaos. <laughs> um, but I created this need to overachieve. Because if I overachieve and I get all the attention, people won't see what's going on in my house. Wow. So allow me to get all this attention. However, saying your internal story of I'm stupid and this need to overachieve, they conflicted, right? Sure. Like, how am I supposed to overachieve if I'm stupid? So those were the two stories that I had going on. And you said, well, how do you navigate those? I didn't, I, well, I guess I did do it well because I have been successful in a lot of things that I have done, but it also came at a price because I always had high anxiety. Uh, so that's the impact that it had ultimately. Yes, wow. because I was always fearful that people were going to figure me out. I'm achieving all of this success, whether it was in sports, it was in modeling, it was in business. Like I would always achieve and have the spotlight on me, just like I said I wanted to do. But inside of me, I'm like, they're going to figure me out and they're going to know that I'm stupid. They're going to know that I shouldn't be achieving this or getting this award or doing this. And in between the two, that's where I really wrestled with anxiety all the time. I imagine that it almost felt like you were just waiting for the shoe to drop and, 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 and almost, you know, walking on eggshells for yourself. Like, I'm going to do this next big thing, but this is going to be the thing they're going to figure it out. I remember like my boss calling and every time the phone would ring, my instant thought was, oh, this is it. They know. They know. And then I'd pick it up and they'd be like, oh, we're just talking about blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, they didn't figure it out this time. Like I always had that in me. But then there's another layer to that where... I would exercise every morning. Exercise became my outlet in the morning to deal with anxiety. And then alcohol in the evening would become my outlet to smooth myself out. <laughs> like, right. Well, to release okay. some of that stress that you yes. were probably carrying all the, all the day. It, it's funny that I, ha I had a similar situation in that um, I never thought that I was stupid, but I remember being at a high level in the corporate world. And every time my boss would call me into his or her office, I thought, oh, they're going to fire me. They figured me out. And that, that does create a, a ton of anxiety. So how did you overcome that? Or how are you overcoming it or working yeah, through it? It was. It started um, probably about, I don't know, eight or nine years ago. I started working on my mindset. I had one particular day that I was just like, I realized that my external world was a reflection of my internal world and things were starting to really spiral in my external world at work. So that made me realize I need to look inside. There is something more going on. So that's where I created what the book is now called The Selfish Hour. And I woke up an hour earlier than my family, 5.30 to 6.30, and I worked on my mindset. I journaled 
I YouTube taught me how to meditate, <laughs> know how to meditate. Like I did all of these things that I've heard people talk about, like, hey, this is what you need to do. So journaling, I'm still a huge fan of journaling. And I still do it to this day because we can't figure the things out the way we created them. And that means in our head, we try to always, well, let me process it. Let me think through it. Well, if we're not speaking it or we're not writing it and getting it out of our body, we're actually not dealing with it. So that was a big step for me was actually the journaling and getting things down. And why do I feel this way? Where is this coming from? What triggered me? And then I was able to like peel away the onion and really get to the issues. And it was in those selfish hours that took me back to the fifth grade to realize that I started these stories. But then the, the realization came is that if I created these stories and if I'm power enough to create this narrative, could I change it? Could I write a new story that serves me? And that's where everything shifted. That is absolutely brilliant. So what do you say to somebody who struggles with journaling? Oh, that's good. Um, because a lot of people do. People say, okay, I get the concept of journaling. It makes total sense, but I sit down and nothing comes out. <laughs> I have nothing to say. So there are journal prompts that you can find everywhere. You can go on Pinterest. You can go on YouTube. If you just search journal prompts, to me, it's way easier than just sitting down and writing to have something like, okay, today we're going to focus on my mindset or today we're going to focus on my anxiety and let's just journal about this. It's way easier to have a prompt to do it and answer the question. Wonderful. That's such great advice. Thank you for that. So Megan, where can people most easily find you? Yes. Good question. So my website, meganspeaks.com, and Megan spelled M-E-G-A-N-S-P-E-A-K-S.com. And if you go to my website, I actually have a 30-day free journal download that you can have. So for 30 days, I give you all the prompts, not only prompts, I give you a daily mantra and a short activity that goes along with it so that you can really get your mind in a good headspace. What a wonderful gift. Thank you so much. Megan's contact information will be in the show notes. So make sure you go and check that out and get download that incredible free resource. Megan, thank you so much with, for being here with me today. I have one more question for you. Yes. What is it? What <laughs> book have you recommended most to others and why do you think it's worth sharing? Ooh, okay. So when I first started on my journey of figuring myself out, I read The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein. And that one for me, it just, it just clicked. It started me to realize that I wasn't alone, that, hey, the universe does have my back. And like, I'm not trying to fight an uphill battle. I've actually been going against the stream when I should just turn around and go with it and make my life so much easier. And that was the one I always go to because it's, a, it's an easy read. It's a great read. There's an audible to it as well. But to me, it just puts everything in perspective. That is such a powerful reframe of not going against the tide, but actually just allowing it to flow with you and through you. So thank you for sharing that. We'll also put a link to that book in our show notes. Awesome. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Storytell Her, where we're elevating women's voices one story at a time. 
Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow the show, leave us a rating and review, and share us with your friends. To learn more about how I can help you overcome your fears and tell your story, please visit my website at deborahkeven.com.